do, do, What's do. a little thing you do to before you sing the where you do all the I've never been a singer like ever obviously I haven't either no <laughs> oh wasn't a gift I was born with no me either well hello everyone welcome back to episode 12 of the underground. Woohoo! I'm joined once again by my lovely co-host. Emphasis on the lovely. Very big emphasis on the lovely. <laughs> the <sighs> Joseph Nations. Joseph, um, how's it going? How was your week, David? Uh, uh oh gosh. Good question. Um, long, and then. Resident Evil came out, so I've been streaming that, so if you guys want to come hang out, uh, follow us on YouTube. Sorry, Joseph, I'm going to let you shill, but um, you, can follow us, okay. you can follow us on YouTube, and if you hit the little bell uh, next to our videos, I think you can find it on the, the homepage, or just click on one of our videos and the bell's there. If you click on it to always be notified anytime that we go live from our uh, our YouTube page, which is something I want to do more often in the future. I'm just sort of testing everything now and making sure it's all good. And um, it's kind of tradition to play Resident Evil on stream uh, for me. I used to do it with uh, back when I was doing YouTube years ago. And uh, it was always a lot of fun. And um, so if you guys are, you know, uh, it's usually at night. I'm going to try to do it at least till I beat the game and maybe try to do a little more streaming more often. Uh other than that, yeah, uh, bro, I don't. We got to stream some Apex, out. man. Oh gosh, dude, <laughs> I, I need played, you to. Man. I haven't played in a couple months. Oh. I know, dude. That's okay. Y'all will be better than the My... freaking randoms I'm playing with. Cause at <laughs> least I'd be able to communicate with y'all. I'm just, you know, people get so mad because they'll put themselves in a terrible position and they'll get downed. Yeah, and then they'll get killed. And then they expect me to either come revive them or to come get their tag. I'm like, dude, you're literally between two squads. What can I do? Yep. I'm not freaking Shroud over here with immaculate aim, like one shot, <laughs> one headshotting people, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I, I would yeah. like to. I just, I got to find time. And there's like, you know, there's like it's a much ton better going than on. Present Evil. Mm, I don't know about that. Um, But I, you know, I love Apex. I just, I go through phases He's with stuff. Season nine is a lot better than the previous two seasons, in my opinion. Um, the new uh, bow that they have is overpowered. They need to fix that. And then the new uh, legend, definitely OP. Oh, so they, more she so could use a little the, bit of a nerf. Yeah. So unlike the Australian guy who is just trash. Yeah, he was <laughs> trash. Still was. I don't see why people even use him. But yeah, he's definitely trash. Horizon is is so I wouldn't I don't know somebody else may disagree with me but I wouldn't say Valkyrie is as overpowered as Horizon was right Horizon needed a nerf because she was just extremely difficult to take down that's why I started playing as her uh, <laughs> I was like screw it I'm doing it too uh, sometimes that's but the yeah case, Valkyrie man. her ultimate ability is. Uh, your teammates can come and like attach to her and you know, the, uh, jump towers, you yeah. basically, it's about like a, a few second delay. You shoot up 
and you can deploy anywhere on the map and it goes super high you can go over mountains and stuff too Whoa. so maybe they were to nerf that some as yeah. well not let you go as high uh and then her tactical ability or her passive ability tactical is i believe the uh she shoots the cluster shot of um rockets at uh. you uh, and then she can fly around at ease as well too so yeah uh yeah that kind of sucks so, but uh so uh not too bad i was watching a couple things i i've pretty much stayed away from everything that's dealing with resident evil I think you'll find mm-hmm. some of this interesting. I don't know how much you know about the new one, um, but there's two two things that people have kind of been criticizing about the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is that the merchant in the game is like morbidly obese. Like he's like grotesquely obese. Like the first time you meet him, he's always in the back of this like carriage and he rolls out of the carriage Um to like greet you the first time you meet him right and so right. Of, of course some of these uh these out these like gaming outlets are like upset because of the way they're per- portraying like a fat man it's like okay um and then there there's like I, it's not the same group of people but there's people who are upset because the main character ethan is literally just like random white dude like he really has never had much of a personality, and it's literally a first-person game, and people are so upset about it. You know, it's like despite the fact that like yeah. Chris Redfield's been around forever, and he's just like, uh, he's like basic white dude Boy Scout character. Um, you know, there, there's it, anyway, games, games pretty great, dude. Um, but there's this you just can't get Resident away, from, you can't get away from it. Oh man, Snow Silent Hill mm. back in the day on the PlayStation One, dude, that was scary when I was yeah. a kid. Yeah, that, that got I just, me. So I think it was the one that's called a uh, Silent but Deadly. I want to say, uh, <laughs> at least it was on the back of the cover. I remember the Silent <laughs> There's Hill. There's no the way there, there was not a game <laughs> called Silent but Deadly. I promise it might have been on the back. No, of the it's box. Silent Hill. Yeah, Silent Hill, Silent. But deadly game, I'm telling <laughs> you. You are no way, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is I not, am right. No, oh, brother, you're gonna have to send that to me. Oh wait, hang on, that's a board game. I'm sorry, I got my hopes up. Uh, Silent Hill, deadly. Obviously, I assumed PS One would help. <laughs> PS, the only one that came that. out, the only one that came out on PS One was the original one. Well, then the original one, I think on the back of it, it had that silent but deadly, maybe in a bot. Was but, that, dude, that was when I was a kid. That jank was scary. Was that before that a, silent, a silent but deadly was a fart? Like a bad fart? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was, like, what were they when, thinking? I remember dude. it because obviously I'm in middle school or like late elementary school and I read that and I just die laughing because, you know, There's, I would still die laughing. So apparently my maturity hasn't. <laughs> I don't know if it's supposed to be like this weird joke with the new Resident Evil. But uh, mm-hmm. one of the main villains is this like really tall woman. I don't know if you've seen any of that stuff going around or whatever. She's like supposed to be like nine feet tall. Um, yeah, I've she's, seen it. She's like thick, and um, she has claws that come out of like one hand, like super long claws, and that's like her how she attacks you. Um, oh man! And at one point, you're running away from her in this like maze thing. And you get to the end, and you're like gonna pull this thing, and she slices your hand off. I'm sorry, I'm spoiling this part for people, but it doesn't matter. 
Um, and he's like, oh, and like that's when you start running away from her, and his hand is just stuck. It just stays on this like this lever that you're supposed to be pulling down. So you go through nice. all you go through all the stuff, and then you pull the you get back to it and he pulls his hand off and your hand is like an item <laughs> it pulls off like an item and then i was like okay and i was like i wonder how they're gonna like resolve this because earlier on he gets his other hand mangled uh by a different monster and so he he like pulls a lever and you get into this thing and you get away from her and you're going up this like elevator thing and he takes his he takes his hand and he takes met like this bottle of like liquid medicine and he dumps it on his hand and sticks his hand back on and it completely heals and i'm like was that a joke video game logic yeah, yeah it's like oh man it felt very like maybe fourth wall breaking in a subtle way where they were just like making fun of the ridiculousness of uh of video games but anyway yeah um did you want to shill for us the rest of our stuff before we get started yeah, so like David said, you can follow us on YouTube. Hit the notification bell. Like. Don't just click like. I want you to tap it. Tap it a couple of times. Like, like just keep doing it. Like three times. So uh, then subscribe to us uh, on YouTube. You can subscribe to us on Odyssey. And also you can now donate to us on PayPal. Thank you, David, for setting You're that welcome. up. And eventually crypto donations will be coming soon as well. Yes. So do that. Tell your friends. You know, the best way you can support us if you can't donate and uh, is to follow us on YouTube, Odyssey, but then also the specifically share our podcast, share our channel. That's sincerely the best way. We mm -hmm. want to get the message out, get people um, on the far left, far right, and in between coming in, uh, talking with us. Uh, definitely comment, interact with us. You can email us. You can also follow us on social media. We both have uh, Instagram profiles and Twitter pages. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, uh, and just so you guys know, as far as PayPal is concerned, it's technically a personal link because I wasn't sure if I should do a business account or not. Um, but right. it has my name on it and it says the underground 33 underneath it. So you'll know that that's the correct thing. It, it's the link in our show notes and I'm going to start putting it in all the YouTube videos as well so that we don't have to shill waffle irons to you guys like Ben Shapiro does. <laughs> so. Oh man. So, uh, speaking of milk toast, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now something's better than milk toast. Uh, so E3 is next month. You want to lead on that? Yeah. So we we talked to our Discord last week. You put a message in there, right? And they had asked us about some mm -hmm. different things. And I'm just mentioning this because I, I realize it's about a month away and Joseph and I kind of have to talk about how like angle wise what we want to do for that or because uh, I don't I don't necessarily want to dedicate a whole episode to it. I don't know exactly what they're going to be doing. The whole thing's gonna be live streamed. So I don't think they're mm -hmm. doing in-person events. Um Honestly, I'm kind of surprised E3 still exists after uh, Rona last year right. because everyone kind of thought it was done, like it was just dead, that conventions were pretty much over. Um, but as anyone who's kind of living a normal life currently, you're starting to see that most people are just going back to normal. No one really cares anymore. No one's paying attention no. to to the mainstream media, and they're desperate, desperate to have people to, to stay focused on them. Um, all that to be said, uh, we will be covering... Uh, at the very least, like aspects of it, like I, I might just have us like pick out some of the things that we found the most interesting and talk about those. Mm -hmm. Um, that might that's be, what I was thinking. Uh, like maybe like our favorite, like the video games we're most looking forward to, yeah, yeah or whatnot. Yeah. That's so, what I think the best ways to go. I'm hoping they drop. I'm really interested 
in this new Lord of the Rings Gollum game. Oh, that's I'm right. interested to see how that's going to play out, and yeah. maybe they'll drop like a some gameplay footage. I don't know if they have already, but I don't think so. So no, I know they there nice. there was some sort of trailer for it, but you're right. I don't I don't think there's actually been a gameplay trailer for it yet. And honestly, like a mini teaser trailer. Yeah, I've been like I want to see Resident Evil Four remake. Um, <laughs> maybe like uh, CD Projekt Red is going to actually fix uh, Cyberpunk because it's gone, dude. Uh, I've I've literally played like two hours of that game. <laughs> it's garbage. Dude, I've I, heard. I bought yeah, I bought it the day it came out because I was like, I just you know hope, and it's still bad. So I I, I need to go back and check on that. Um, but I, I CD Projekt they're the ones that do The Witcher, right? Yep. So they've done all three Witcher games, which I've played all of, and they're not perfect, but they were playable and even Witcher three had issues when it first came out, but not to the extent that this game does. Uh, Which one would you say was the best out of the first three or uh, out of all three Witcher games? Three, third one, three by far. Um, I enjoy, I have it for Xbox. So it was, it was really fun. Probably one of my favorite uh, single player games. Yeah. There's just Uh, like so much uh, and the stories are all great and the expansions are almost like full games. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, and actually, like when you complete it and you restarting over, you start with you know all the levels and you yeah. know all the equipment that you've obtained, and you can go back through it again. A new storyline is still interesting. It's not yeah, because there's uh, different endings. At any sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's different choices that you can make depending on what you want to do or whatever. And yeah, they just it was a very very well crafted game, and you know they fixed a lot of the stuff on the back end after it came out. But most of that was not that, that I can remember. The game wasn't broken beyond belief like uh, Cyberpunk right. still is, or some people call it Cyber Cyberbug. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they uh, do a trailer, which I'm sure they won't because this is, I think it's, I want to say it's a few years away, but the new NCAA football game that's coming out officially. <laughs> I can't believe that's happening. Is it EA? It's EA. Okay. The original, man. I used to slay yeah. on that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I am telling you. <laughs> if there was a game I could have gone professional in, trust me, I wouldn't it be in the oil that. field. I'd be... <laughs> <laughs> playing that oh man so yeah we'll we'll uh we'll keep you guys updated as far as what we're planning to do with that and i guess uh try, i think e3 is usually from like a sunday to a tuesday or wednesday Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had to. I'll have I to check. Right. I'll have to check again because I. Who knows if they've changed the dates up? I mean, now that it's digital, they could literally do it over the weekend, which would be great for us because yep. then we could talk about it the day we record. But if not, we'll get around yep. to it. We'll. It, you know, it, it may be like a that that Monday that we record. We'll talk about whatever has been announced at the moment, and then we'll do like an overview the following week. Um, but we'll see. It all just it all just kind of depends. Uh, but I would like to talk about it. I mean, like you know. I like video games. It'll be fun, so, man. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. Um, it's an, it'll be a nice change of pace, hopefully, from, poli- like, I wouldn't even say politics, but sort of just, like, all of the, the garbage that sort of is going on in the world and everything having to be so serious and, like, you know. All the time. The, the That's the importance of being able to come around sports or movies or video games or whatever. Church. <laughs> That's not <laughs> church. You know. It's not infiltrated with, pol- it's not even politics, but just the 
identity politics has been so just invasive in everything. It's in everything. You see, we'll, we'll talk about it later, but just the fact that everything has been reduced, like I was telling you this earlier, everything's been reduced to the color of your skin and whether you're evangelical or not, which I don't even know what that means anymore, to be honest. It, it gets it's, all these terms get thrown around so much. It's so encompassing in general. And I remember Timothy Keller saying if quite a few years ago, well, uh, I want to say, I could stand corrected, but I don't think he likes to use the term evangelical for himself mm. or maybe in general. Um, it's more so as a he likes to classify himself or maybe thought it would be better to classify people as Orthodox Christians, you know, sticking to the primary doctrines of the Christian faith because yeah. there's so many, it encompasses so many denominations that some are heretical and obviously some aren't. So, right. Yeah, it's it's complicated and it's never gonna get. I don't. I don't. I don't think we're ever gonna get to a place where it goes backwards, where it's like people kind right. of consolidate and you know give up certain things for for that basis. But uh, that's a, probably think, a discussion for another time. I mean, I hope. I think we're just going more and more towards a place like we've been saying on the past few podcasts to where there's this shifting occurring mm-hmm. in the America, like here in America with the church and a sifting as well. Mm. Those who are true believers and those who are not. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we'll see, but yeah, I mean, everything doesn't have to be so serious. It's nice to have some fun and not have to talk about so many different political, uh, ideologies. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I just want to watch a movie and not think that's what, you know, that's yeah. why I liked Godzilla versus first Kong and Mortal Kombat so much. I didn't bring it up during the reviews. No political ideology or yeah. identity politics that yeah. I can remember. And even for the most part, with uh, without remorse, they, there wasn't anything mm-hmm. in there that that really just like it, they were trying to cram it in your face or it felt like they had to put this in there because it it checks off a specific box, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just trying to tell a story. Exactly, and that's however bad. Yeah. Oh man. I. Uh, well, this one doesn't count at all. But I, I watched this movie last night with Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, you know who that is? She's a hit girl in uh, in Kick Ass. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, that's yeah. the only. That's like I always have to mention that because everyone's like, oh, who? But that's her most famous. Still, it was like one of her first roles, and it's still her most famous role, I think. But it was this movie where I think it's called like Shadow in the Sky or something. It's on Hulu. If you mm-hmm. see it, don't watch it. It's not good. Okay. It's, it's very bad. <laughs> Um, but it's very much like, oh, I'm a woman. It's like, it's kind of got that like female empowerment thing going on, but it just goes to this ridiculous place because there's like a monster and she's trying to save her baby. Uh, and she's like lying to these people on this plane so she can get on the plane and try to escape with her baby. And there's like a a gremlin, which is basically a big bat in this movie. And the it, they show a scene where this this gremlin is uh, bending machine guns on the outside of the the plane like this cockpit thing she's in where she mm-hmm. can shoot it bends the machine guns right and then as uh, a whole bunch of dumb stuff happens and she ends up on the ground with a few other people that survive on the plane and she fist fights this gremlin at the end of the movie breaks its arm and stabs it in the neck with its own claw and I went. What? 
I was like, did you forget the part where this thing has like superhuman strength? It would have destroyed her. But she gets, she literally gets into this like fist fight with with this gremlin. I'm like, oh brother, it's. I hate that kind of stuff, dude. The inconsistency behind something like that. It's like, Uh, anyway, it's great, right? Speaking of movies, I want to. This is actually something that I think I've had in the show notes for like a month. And I, Dude, I, I wanted, forever. I know I've, I wanted to bring it up because it, it kind of opens up a, a discussion a little bit about about Hollywood and um, the fact mm-hmm. and and whether whether Ray Fisher, I believe it's his full name is Ray Fisher. Um, yes, Ray Fisher, whether he's like right, like he whether he's being 100 percent honest about what's happening in, in the situation or not. Um, right. It gives you kind of like an insight into the way that like Hollywood is and has always been. So I'm going to pull this up. I'm glad you brought this up because I have uh, at least one good thought. Sorry, everybody. Mm. Let me make sure I can see this real fast. I always forget to mute. And so it plays the clip like ahead of time. You can see that? Yeah, baby. Okay, this is pretty loud. I can see it. Let me turn this down just a smidge. All right, ready? Here we go. Yeah, I'm ready, baby. Ray Fisher played Cyborg in Batman v Superman and the Justice League movie, and turns out he's got some not-so-nice things to say about director Joss Whedon on social media. Fisher retweeted this video along with a comment, I'd like to take this moment to forcefully retract every bit of this statement. Now that video of Fisher's comments about Whedon was from San Diego Comic-Con 2017, when the film's cast were there to promote Joss Whedon's reshot, re-edited version of the Justice League movie, originally helmed by Zack Snyder before he stepped away due to a family tragedy. So it sounds like Fisher has been keeping his frustration and check for years, and now he's finally letting his true feelings be known. While he doesn't explicitly say it, his comment clearly reads as a slam on Whedon and his theatrical cut of Justice League. It's also worth noting Jason Momoa's stone-faced expression and seemingly half-hearted nod reacting to Fisher's praise of Whedon. Looks like Momoa wasn't wild about Whedon's reshoots either. No word on a social media slam from Momoa as of this recording. But it's not hard to understand why Fisher would be unhappy with Whedon and Justice League. Fisher was a theater actor who made his big screen debut in the DC movie universe when he was cast by Zack Snyder. Though Snyder's dark and grim take on DC superheroes proved to be controversial with fans, Fisher always remains loyally in his corner. So it sounds like when Snyder stepped away from the film during production and Whedon came on to handle studio-mandated reshoots to lighten up the darker tone of Snyder's film, Fisher was very unhappy with the results. Fisher had been a huge supporter of the social media movement to release the Snyder Cut of Justice League, and when Warner Brothers gave the green light for Snyder to complete his vision of the film for HBO Max, Fisher was the first person Snyder called with the good news. Perhaps Fisher feels he no longer needs to pretend to like the Whedon re-edit when you know Snyder's version is on the way. Joe Morton, who played Cyborg's dad Silas Stone, told IGN in 2017 that Whedon's reshoots were in part to alter the tone of the Cyborg character. So when... Um, so that last little part where he's like, the reshoots were done in order to alter Cyborg's character, you might as well have just said mm-hmm. to take him out of the movie almost completely. Because yep. he, he's like, it's all, he's almost, <laughs> well, be honest. yeah, he's like almost non-existent, which is really funny coming from IGN because they usually don't really, at least not anymore, they don't really hold punches when it comes to like, they're kind of like justice type news, yeah. news stories. Though da- uh, Damon is usually surprisingly good mm-hmm. on a lot of that stuff. He likes to stay pretty apolitical, uh, at least as much as he possibly can, at least from interviews that I've heard from him. Um, when he's actually yeah. kind of opened Which up is about what's that. needed. Yeah, it is needed. Whether what, no matter what he, Gosh, you know. Anyway, all that to be said, um, it's not surprising. I mean, I think a few weeks after this happened, like it, it 
turned like all these people kind of came out and they're like, yeah, Joss is kind of not a good dude. Uh, yeah, Gal Gadot came out. Gal, uh, Carissa, Carissa Carpenter, who was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer back in the 90s, um, came out and said some stuff. In fact, I think a few of the female actresses from that series were all like, yeah. And I mean, man. It, Color me shocked, David. Yeah. I, I mean, just, you know, I mean, I am completely shocked that Josh Whedon's like that and that, you know, all these people who are coming out against Hollywood with the or that have come out against Hollywood and the industry with the Me Too movement and the horrific men that do terrible stuff um, and you know sprinkle some women in there but it's mainly men uh, and then like uh, these racist issues all this stuff right like I'm entirely shocked that Hollywood has acted this way yeah uh, yeah I mean <laughs> We talk about this all the time, and and I I don't think it. I'm sorry. Let me credit Hotep uh, Jesus for that point of view. Mm. I saw that, and I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I thought the same thing. Yeah, yeah. He's he's. I'm great. glad I'm not the only one. Yeah, he's great about that stuff. It's it's this has been happening more and more, and it's funny because I think I think Rona last year really brought a lot of this to the surface. Uh, just how like mm-hmm. vapid and disconnected Hollywood is, and what. It all the same thing I think happened with journalism and it happened with politics and you really mm-hmm. just see the and, and speaking specifically about Hollywood it's right it's like you had the whole Me Too movement thing happen it kind of went away and then stuff slowly pops up occasionally but it was almost like they felt like they won some sort of victory and so they're like okay everything's fine now and it's like wait it's like that can't be the only thing that's wrong and I dude I heard a uh, oh man what was I watching. I'll let you think of it because I know Rose McCowan has been going hard. She one has. of the original Me Too people yeah. at the Democratic Party and yeah. stuff like that. Like yeah. this is what these these people don't realize. Like, or I'm sorry, this is what people may not realize. I don't give a freaking flying piece of dog crap if you're left, right, libertarian, uh, Antifa, BLM. You say you're a Christian or whatnot. You treat women or men, but specifically in this case, women or anyone horribly. You abuse them and aggress upon them in any type of way. I mean, your job should be taken. Yeah. Uh, so, and obviously, you should face repercussions. Um, and we and and that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. But I, my problem is is that it seems like, and I think this is where you and I align so much is that with this kind of drama that happens is it has to fit a certain narrative for both crowds for one of them to care yeah and more so i will say i will credit uh republicans i don't want to say conservatives but republicans and well i guess conservatives because they seem to do more caring as a whole than the left does but i mean it's definitely an issue that does happen on both sides yeah so if there were i i I kind of remember what it was so i was watching a youtube video uh this guy Mm -hmm. Uh, whose name I cannot remember, but he he breaks down like uh, like good bad movies, and he sort of talks about like the history of um, individual movies. And one of them, he mentioned that there's a uh, a or he played a clip from a guy who who worked on some sort of sci-fi film, and one of the women was supposed to do a like nude scene or something like that, and she right. he, the director I, mean, I think it was a producer uh, told her. 
or like she was like like didn't want to do it. And so the producer told the director, he said, um, go to like this area in Hollywood, pick up the cheapest prostitute you can find, bring her on set, and tell her uh and and have her do the nude scene and 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 as a body double for the actress and and he goes i promise you as soon as you tell the actress to do that she will be the one to do the nude scene because she doesn't want anyone to think she actually looks like that and that's the kind of manipulative stuff that hollywood does across oh yeah and and it's like it's not just it's not always in that context but it's one of those things that it's like if anyone thinks that's like these people are should be the moral and uh, like the people who are speaking out on all of these issues or whatever because they act in movies. It's like, I, when did that happen? I, I just don't, I don't understand. Who cares? Yeah. Like, great. I love. I don't give a crap about Tim Tebow's opinion on <laughs> politics or Colin Kaepernick's opinion on politics. Yeah. I don't give a flying piece of dog crap. I really don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't give a crap about The Rock's opinion on politics. I don't give a crap about whoever else's opinions on politics. I mean, again, that doesn't mean I won't listen to them, right? Yeah. I listen to Colin Kaepernick, Tim, Pe- Tim Tebow, The Rock, all that stuff. But I mean, like, when do people say, oh, this person's in a movie or this person's an athlete, so I'm going to vote exactly like they vote. Yeah. Or I'm going to, you know, everything they say is the gospel. I, I, mean, I, I worry about um, some of that sometimes because it's always, dude, freaking camera. I worry about uh, celebrity, like this celebrity worship, like all the time, because more often than not, like I mean, look at Robbie Zacharias. Like we've talked about that before, where it's like he was came right to my mind. He was he was famous. He had all this attention on him. Everyone thought great of him. He dies. All the stuff comes out about honestly him being a pretty terrible person, treating women terribly. Right. Um, Right. And and this is the thing is and and everyone wants to kind of like overlook this fact, but. Everyone in Hollywood pretty much knew who Harvey Weinstein was. Everyone. 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 They are all. But one of these people has her own channel, like station on, you know, satellite or whatever, cable, mm. whatever. Um, they Everyone. All, they all knew. Doesn't matter. Dude, left, it's, it's, right, it's, white, black, in between, up, down, sideways. I was going to, it doesn't gonna, matter. Was, Everyone knew. I was going to put an article in that I found on IGN today where apparently Seth Rogen will no longer uh, be working with um, James Franco on anything because James Franco has had some alleg- like allegations over the years come out about him. And so for some reason, he's like changed his mind. And this is a guy who was like pretty buddy buddy as far as I'm aware with Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Like, did you just get me licking that on? Uh, I did, yeah. <laughs> What's nice. the marker on that? 32, Sorry, I was just like thirty-two minutes. <laughs> Go ahead. Thirty-two minutes. Yeah, but that—that's the thing is, it's—it's it's like all of these people knew, right? There's no way they mm-hmm. didn't. Hollywood's not that big of it, not that big of an industry. Like, word mm-hmm. gets around, you know what I mean? So there's no way they didn't. And all these people are like, oh, well, now I'm not going to work with so and so, and it's just like. I don't know, man. I, I don't know what to, to say about it. It's power, man. Yeah. That's why these people, well, it doesn't matter if you're a man, if you're a woman, you get in a, a position of power for everyone. It's difficult to not be, to not utilize that for your own desires and your own purposes. You know, we've talked about that since uh, we've known each other. Uh, and it's, it's tough, man. Yes. Power, corru- power corrupts is. people. That temptation 
Um, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. And I think absolute power attracts the corruptible as yeah. well. And it's like politicians are, you know, it's why we talk about this and why it's always so annoying when you see people who they, man, I, I what's the best way to explain this? I will try to make it, like you, you can take like this whole um, thing where they're always saying that like, uh, America is uh, systemically racist, right? Which means that it's, mm-hmm. it's like flowing through the systems of the United States. Yeah. And you go, well, Every, who makes... Everything. Yeah, you're like, who makes the systems? The politicians, right? The people in government are the ones that generally they make the laws, they do all these things. And it's like, if, if and all that's racist, right? Yeah, it's like, okay, so you all voted... Like, half the country voted for a guy who's been systemically involved in uh, the... Uh, the way that this country is run for mm-hmm. how, how long was Biden was 40 something, 40, 40 something years. Is that right? Five years or something like 47, that. Seven, something close like that. to it. And, it, and, and, it, and it's just like, do you not see how inconsistent your argument is? Right. And that's funny. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I actually, I, I got to credit like libertarian thinkers for is this mm-hmm. I, idea of trying to be as consistent as possible in the things that you believe. Right. Mm hmm. And it's never, it's never 100% perfect. The problem is, is that I, every argument I see now, right? Like some of the stuff we'll talk about later, um, or just like conversations you have with people. It's like, it's all based on some sort of personal sense of morality that does not always consistent, consistently line up. That was my problem in this last election when people were saying, you know, when the Democrats very clearly tried to make this a moral type of election, pointing out Trump's imperfections. And my whole thing was, I'm like, oh, I mean, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, like, I mean, they're yeah. just as bad, if not worse. I mean, That's- there's a good argument you can make that they're obviously equally just as bad, morally wise, or possibly you can make a persuasive argument that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are worse than both Trump and Pence. You can make the argument. I'm not saying one way or the other, but yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. And I'm, I'm just like, let's talk about your stances on each issue you know what i mean your policies yeah so do you do you want to talk people about, don't want to do that do you want to talk about this dangerous jobs thing oh yeah i love this uh which i have known this since when did i go first go into the oil field 2013 2014 somewhere around there but there's a couple of different articles here about the 25 most dangerous jobs in america and let's see uh, police officer ranks what? <laughs> Dude, loggers don't make anything. Police 40... officers and the first one make, you said what now? Go ahead. So log- logging workers are the first one. So I guess it's considered the most dangerous job. And they make $41,000 a year. Now they probably make more than that. That's that I, I saw that and I'm like, there's no way that there's no way that is right. Trust me. There's no way that's right. They're they gotta, making, they gotta be making more money. Especially oh now, yeah, they're making way with more the, de- than that. the demand of wood going up. I wonder if the, the the pricing and all that would change their jobs. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Keep going. And it is the median salary, and I I was even looking at uh, let's see, right here. I think there's one from there's one from like USA Today or something like that. Uh, that list. Oh no, they didn't <laughs> Gar- list garbage my... collectors. <laughs> Dude, dangerous job. Uh, people don't realize, but uh, let's see here. I was trying to find what they suggested my salary was, but even with my salary, 
Uh, oh, yeah. They put derrick operators in the oil, gas, and mining at $51,000. I can promise you oh, it's, no yeah. one's working in the oil field for $51,000. freaking thousand no, dollars. They're making way more than uh, that. Oh, double that really? at yeah. least. Double that. And, and, I would say at the very, at the very, very minimum, if there was some oil company that was extremely cheap or whatnot, someone would be making $80,000. You know what? It, but, I mean. I wonder if these numbers but, include people who don't work directly in the field. And so they're, there, there's clearly something that's bringing that average down. And it, it kind of shows that, and, and this is something we talk about all the time. It's just like stuff is manipulative. It's like, you can't always just mm -hmm. trust what's being written in some of the, in some of these things. I mean, I understand. I will say hopping through or whatever, but yeah, exactly. I will say that the now, okay. So I don't know if they're including, so my salary for Jones would have kind of showed around that. Um, ballpark right but they're not including the extra pay i got and the benefits i got they may just be basing that off of a 40-hour work week no one in the oil field's working 40 hours right so if, if i just worked a strict 40-hour work week yeah, that would be like, around my salary yeah. right uh that would but then sense. on top of that you get per diem if you have a vehicle using for work you get paid rent um for that as well so but the police officers to $67,600, that seems roundabout right. I mean, if you're in Georgia, it's obviously less than that up here. I know officers make around make around that. Mm. Uh, but they're the 22nd most dangerous job. And I just want to say my specific job with as a uh, construction supervisor came in at number, what was it? Nine, I want to say, in one of them. Eight or nine. And... Uh, one of the links, and then, yeah, yeah, I got it right here. If I can find my place. Yeah, number nine. Yeah, my job was more dangerous than officers. And then the job I had for five years in the oil field before that came in at number three, Derek Operators and Oil, Gas, and Mining. So <laughs> take that, police officers. <laughs> and everyone else. It's mainly, uh, obviously, you have the especially in 2013 and 14 and 15 and 16. It was really dangerous to work in the oil and gas field. Extremely dangerous. I mean, someone was dying. It seemed like, oh man, every couple of weeks at least. I mean, maybe even like every week. But So, so I think this actually brings us in, like very nicely into the next kind of segment that we're going to be talking about. And we were going to play mm -hmm. this clip last week because this was uh, something that Chris Wallace we're going to be listening to a, a clip from uh, Chris Wallace from Fox News, um, who has a very interesting take on uh, current events. Include like so, this is like right after Biden's speech last week, which mm -hmm. there's obviously there was like some controversy around that because there was like a poll that came out that said seventy one percent of Americans like liked it, and it turns out that a majority of the people that they polled were Democrats, and it's just like. Oh. <laughs> Okay. It was like I think they pulled a thousand people, yeah. and like eight hundred and twenty-six. I want to say is the number exactly, but somewhere and around there were all Democrats, and then I, the rest were Republicans. I think I should. I think I should point out that when when we kind of you know we, when we talk about these things from this perspective of like Republican versus Democrat, we both think it's ridiculous that mm -hmm. it's like your views are kind of like stuck in this mainstream like because we're talking about mainstream media who see things from a mainstream perspective so we're not talking mm -hmm. about just or joseph and i sorry uh joseph and i where we see we tend to try to like take things 
point by point and we look at uh, the aspects of like harm towards people and we look at the the kind of like liberty aspect of it um, and sort of this like not being very trusting of the government in general, which isn't really a thing for Repu- for mainstream Republicans because mm-hmm. they still generally just kind of trust the system and they're very mm-hmm. much, you know, obey the law, stupid uh, that's yep. kind of the, it, you know, and, and that's, it's so easy to, when you're talking to them to be like, and I think I've mentioned this in the past, but it's very much like, well, law and morality aren't hand in hand, like man, no, they're like, not, you know, so it's, it's one of those things. I did see a report earlier this week. Uh, it's not in the show notes, but that Republicans, I want to say it was a couple of days ago, but that Republicans are now starting to distrust the FBI. I'm like, you're now starting to distrust the FBI now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what? right now it's like, like and, and it's one of those things, yeah it's why i love what we're doing like showing that that clip from the cia and then putting up all this like fake progressive garbage mm-hmm. you know it's not about checking boxes but here are all the boxes that i check as uh you know this and this and da, 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 da. uh it's always that kind of stuff anyway so here's i mean this is just kind of par for the course with someone who is so like we just talked about people being oblivious uh to what's really going on with people and i think chris wallace is a very good spokesperson for mainstream media in this this clip uh oh yeah uh, let me he was the spotlight pull this i gotta make this full screen do it uh yeah oh it paused what happened Uh oh swap your application what'd you do Chris? All right. You got it? Uh, yeah, you got know, it. I think this is going to be a, oh, a popular pause. speech. Uh, Why is it? Uh-oh. Technical difficulties. Oh, no, guys. Sorry. Give me one second. I'm upset. No, we don't. Screw it. it. We'll do it live. Well, like, you can. Yeah, you can. I know. Oh, this wait. Is, we are live. This is what we get for doing it live. <laughs> okay. So let me try this. Let me go. Let me go live. Dude, that's like one of my favorite uh, <laughs> video clips ever. All right. Here we go again. Ready? Yeah, we're going to start over. Chris? It's looking good. Uh, You know, I think this is going to be a a popular speech uh, with with the American public. Uh, He offered a lot of stuff. You four trillion dollars will buy a lot of stuff uh, from millions of jobs to uh, child care to community health centers, all kinds of stuff, community colleges. Uh, and the other thing that's pretty popular is he said, you're not going to have to pay for it. Big corporations are going to pay for it. People making more than $400,000 are going to pay for it. But the vast majority of people watching tonight aren't. So offering a lot of stuff and saying you aren't going to have to pay for it is pretty popular. And I think they've made a calculation that after COVID, that that people have come to have a different feeling about government, that they now are, feel more trusting and more the need of government. And so that where this might have turned a lot of people off, and probably still will, uh, that, that they believe the majority of people are going to say, you know, the government's here and they're here to help you. <laughs> That's what I think about that. There's a big old on that. Bro. Jeez, man. I, I mean, how do I close this out? Oh my god. <laughs> you know, I'm I stuck don't, on this. 
the, the problem is, and this is Chris Wallace is go. a good, good example. George Bush is a good example. Obama is a good example. I won't throw Trump in there. You could probably say Mike Pence, or you, you're probably, yeah, I'm going to say you, Mike Pence, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham. Uh, who else do I want to throw in there? Obviously, I think I've already said Obama, but if not, Obama. Uh, I could just keep on listening. Mitt Romney, I, I'm really just listening to Republicans here. But the problem is that we've been ran by, we've had a, a uni-party, one-party system for so long. I've told people, and libertarians particularly, and I would say those on the far left as well, have told people for so long it's been a one-party rule that Democrats and Republicans, there have been virtually nothing different between them, with the exception, and I stand by this with Trump. Or I'm not saying it's every freaking thing with Trump. I'm just saying with um, he gov- a, a lot of things, right? He governed in a way that he thought was what a Republican was, despite the fact that he's yeah. not he's not a Republican. <laughs> he's- no, he's not a Republican, <laughs> but he was definitely he was definitely going trying to fulfill his promises. He either fulfilled his promises or fought to fulfill them, right? Whether if you agree with him or not. Right. Um, thirdly, he very much pandered to his base in the sense of, I'm going to try and yeah. pass everything that my base voted for me. But towards the... You really got a Jared Kushner um, really running things for the last year or so. Mm. Uh, and so... You know, the thing with Trump is I don't think he was a good fighter but for the Republicans, but he was the first Republican I know that was at least a fighter. Yeah, well, I mean, he, I mean, he wasn't. He may have. Go ahead. I was going to say, he's. I mean, he was, he was an outsider. And, I mean, right. he, he was an example of how much an outsider really pisses off the norm, if you will, like the mainstream uh, it was pretty obvious. Like his part, most of his party really didn't like him. Um, nope, and they did not. I, it's tough because now they can't get away from him. Yeah, I mean David French comes out with that freaking thing saying, <laughs> talking. Yeah. Oh man, I, t- I know. You don't. I, I don't follow the guy. People stop retweeting him. Man, there is no one that gets underneath my skin on Twitter more than him. I don't care who you are. Mm. The only person that's reserved for is David French. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why, too. I know he's a brother. I mean, I don't know him personally. I know he's a brother in Christ. I'm just like, dude, come on. Like, I know well, you're better than this. That's my problem. Yeah. Like, with David French, I, in, a, in a sense, I respect him because I know that he's smarter than this and, and at the same time well, better than this to be like. I don't know. I, you're give, maybe giving him more of the benefit of the doubt than I am because he definitely shills for like the U.S. government pretty hard. Oh, just, he definitely just like shills. this this kind of like it, it's our kind government of, does no wrong. It's a, yeah, it's a weird patriotic thing. Like he's the kind of person that's like, yeah, it's totally fine to spy on U.S. citizens. Like I feel like that's that's kind of the realm that he falls into. Um, so when I was young, someone told me I'm not going to call him out, but someone close to me told me that with a patriot hack, well. If you're not doing anything wrong, you don't have anything to worry about. I'm like, Dude, bruh. They don't. That's I'm not, like, bruh. I do things wrong that I don't even know is a law. Yeah, that's not. That's <laughs> not the point. You know, it's it's yeah. one of those things that it's like it's it's aggression against you as a, uh, as a human being, right? Exactly. It's taking away your freedoms, and your it's liberties. Like, 
it's like you're you're talking about people who have like burned children alive, a group of people that they'll they'll put on this like facade of intersectionality and uh, all this like accepting culture. But these are also the people that just make other people in other countries disappear. Mm-hmm. Whether they did anything Regime right or not. Regime changes. Oh. I mean, Obama, that, uh, what was it? Uh, what was his name in, uh, Frick? The dictator in, what was it, Libya? Um, Gaddafi? That's what I was thinking, but I don't know. That's just the one I, that's like my default oh, go to. <laughs> it's like, my, so it's probably know, Gaddafi. Gaddafi's the one that they, sh- they shoved the knife up his rear, right? That's how they killed him. Oh, Sir, I don't is remember. That, uh, What's, what was the country in Africa? Uh, Syria. I'm having a no. Syria's no, no, not, not Syria. Syria. Um, it starts with an L. Lebanon, Libya, maybe. Libya's not Libya. Is it, is yeah, Libya. Libya. I, should, I need to learn my geography a little bit better. I think. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Aleppo. Libya. So Obama regime changes changes from. Uh, I believe it's Gaddafi. I could, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you are right. Uh, and then because of that. From taking him out, literally, open slavery happens. Yeah. Well, there's there's a great. Um, I can't remember if I if I shared this with you. Um, Scott Horton was on a podcast I was listening to recently. Mm-hmm. He's he's the edit. I think he's the editorial director at Antiwar.com, and mm-hmm. he was talking about how the U.S. is essentially responsible for why. Um, What's that island country in Africa, or not the island, the like coastal country in Africa with all the pirates? Oh, what? Somalia? Somalia. Oh, so the, Somalia? U- the, U- the United States of America is the reason that Somalia is in, is in the shape that, it, that it's in today. Yeah, and it Scott, is. Scott Horton literally said that, um, like, and these were like his exact words, he's like, the U.S. doesn't care. He's like, the, the Somalians are too black for the U.S., like that's what he he said. He's like they don't they don't actually care. It's like they're the reason that that place is as horrible as it is because apparently they had a pretty free, like I guess this was back I want to say Bush era mm-hmm. um, is when all this got started and the Somali w- uh, Somalia was doing great. Apparently their economy was really good. They had this awesome free market system. It was very on the like more libertarian side of things where everyone was kind of just like fair, like fairly trading and, you know, doing their whole deal. And then the U S came in and wrecked everything turn, you know? And so whenever it's, it's one of those examples of when you talk about like free markets, when you talk about this idea of like libertarianism and moving towards more of that anarcho society where there isn't, Mm -hmm. there isn't like this formal, um, I don't want to say leadership. That's not the word I'm looking for. This former like governance, if you will, the centralized government uh, governance. Um, it was like that, and then we got involved, as in America got involved and screwed it up for everybody. And that's when the warlords started coming in and started doing, you know, because um, we all the yeah. atrocities. Yeah, we have. A, it's just it has. It's a tendency of the United States, right? And now you see. Oh, I'm surprised, we, man. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, uh, and and we're let's see, where are we on this list? Basically, but, the point uh, is to say when the government says we're here to help, don't believe. No, them. don't believe. You them should at be all. skeptical of the government because they've assassinated. I mean, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I believe they assassinated MLK. CIA. I'll come out. I'll I'll take the fire. I Malcolm X. CIA. Uh, yep. I think. And then yeah. I, I would even say JFK. I'm gonna come out and and say that 
Uh, if, if you they've done they've infected the F, I believe it was the FBI with MK Ultra when they and they also infected was it the, the Tuskegee experiment where they infected black people with syphilis? They, yeah, they didn't um, tell, they didn't tell them uh, what what it was is I think that they had syphilis. They didn't tell them and they didn't actually treat them. They it was a, a yeah. thing where it was I think they all had syphilis if I remember reading this correctly. Um, they. They all had it, and one I think they gave them like some sort of placebo and said that they were uh, they they cured all of them and then sent them back and so they were having children while having syphilis and I'm pretty sure that's something that you can pass down to your children if it's not uh, properly taken care of mm-hmm. and so they caused generational these doc these doctors caused generational harm uh, to a to Black Americans. Dude, it was the CDC. And it was also yeah. the USPHS, the United States Public Health Service. I'm just going off of but, Google right here. But, but Joseph, yeah, it was from 1932 to 1972. Yeah. I didn't realize. I forgot it was that long. Yeah. Mo, uh, Mo's the one that, that put me onto that. So, of course, shout out to him because he's been sort of my uh, black American yeah. education for the last like year and a half or so. Um, yeah. And, and and people go, but and we'll talk about it later on in the show. But it's just like people are shilling so hard for people to trust doctors, to trust all this stuff, and and, and they go, well, what do you ha- what what are you worried about? You don't trust doctors, and it's like there's reasons not to. Exactly, and it's not saying just because of that that, that makes something good or bad. It's like it. There's reason within there to have a healthy and honest skepticism, yeah. right? Yeah, That's what we're pushing for. We have not said that That's the vaccine is bad. We're not sitting here saying that the vaccine is good. We're just saying, hey, we're skeptical of it for these reasons. We're not telling you whether if you should or shouldn't take it. We're just giving our opinion on what we're going to do. We have doubts. It's a new type of vaccine. Just to use this as an example, that doesn't make it good or bad. We just want to see, you know, hasn't gone through the, we just want to see what happens. It I kind of want to, I want to see it play out because yeah, exactly. personally, I think eventually this is all just going to personally, and this is me being a little hopeful about the situation. It's mostly going to die out there. You, we talked about it, I think last week, but they're already seeing the mm-hmm. fact that they're just, they're struggling to get people to do this thing. And I think they'll give up eventually. Cause that's usually when the government can't force you into doing something, they usually just give up after a while. You know, exactly. Um, and if you want to take the vaccine, take the vaccine. Yeah. I mean, consult with your doctor so, and listen to your doctor um, and, you know, take the vaccine if you want to. If not, don't. I mean, it's it's this is my thing. It's my choice. If you want to talk to me and say, hey, you know, I don't think that's best for you or I think that's best for you and you want to give me reasons why. That's fine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But no side should shame the other side. No, you should call the names and yeah. stuff like that. And, and it. Yeah, there's you know there's stuff that was coming out from some chick from the View that was like we need to shun these people and um, you know literally there are people who are celebrities or they're in mainstream media who are calling for classism to return to this this to, to a caste system essentially. Exactly. Um, anyway, I mean it's kind of it, it's you know we are now fully living in um, you know Obama 2.0 if you will. 
uh, in the, as far as the, admini- as far as the administration <laughs> is concerned. And so the Chris yeah. Wall, Chris Wallace has kind of introduced us to it. And I'm going to play this next clip that I think you put in here. I'm starting at the 30 yeah, second I'm- mark. Cause that's where you told me to, uh, no, no, no. Like it's from, uh, the beginning to, to the 30 second 30 mark. Seconds. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. I'm just glad we're about the, that we're getting back to normal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, in more ways than one. More ways than one. So here's here's the exactly. first clip. Oh, I muted it. I'm a I don't think there's any sound. Yeah, I muted it because it's all good. That's Israel firing missiles into northern Gaza as Hamas fires over 45 rockets aimed towards Jerusalem. This is according to new reporting out from the IDF, that's the Israeli Defense Force. It comes as tensions continue to ratch up in the region following what has been a weeks-long new spate of military conflict. Trey Inks joins us now from Israel with details on the ground. Hi, Trey. Is that good? Jillian, good afternoon. This was a... All right. So that's good. I mean, this is kind of an ongoing conflict. And to be honest, I don't know enough about. uh, Like, I don't know all all the details, um, Mm -hmm. except, you know, it's like you hear from pro Israel groups that Palestine is awful and you hear from pro Palestine groups that Israel is awful. And I I think if we've learned anything uh, over the years, it's that the answer is usually somewhere in the middle, maybe not directly, mm-hmm. obviously, but that's that's generally my starting point whenever. Yeah. And it's like, I, you know, the Israeli government is not perfect. You know, we, we've no, talked enough about by no means by about like the vaccine stuff that was going on there and, and people protesting these passports and um, and all that. But obviously, like. There's just kind of this giant conflict and it doesn't even really matter who started it at this point. <laughs> No, well, I mean, I want to say within his first few hours, let me check my source on this real fast. You're good. Uh, I want to say within his first few hours as president, um, ah, no, I don't want to say it without checking my source on it that because that's a huge accusation and not fair, but it's pretty much going back to how things were under Obama, and I would also say Bush as well, uh, you know, with... Uh, Hamas attacking Israel and the exchanging of money and yada yada yada. Yeah. So we're getting back to normal, back up the par with Joe Biden. Um, and I think that leads us into our next clip as far as with uh or news story with building back better. Do you have anything else you want to say before I? No. Click on this I, next. I think at some point you and I will probably start looking. I, we generally, I think tend to stay a little bit focused on the U.S. since that's where we live and mm-hmm. we, we pop into other countries as it kind of gives maybe a little more reference to what our current administration might be thinking or some of the, you know, because they like mm-hmm. to look for forever for some reason, um, generally more on the liberal side, they look at like Europe as this like beacon of like light and so it's good to kind of look at what's going on in Europe or what's happening in Canada because they're our neighbors. Um, but it, when it comes to like this like Israel-Palestine conflict, it's not an area I'm necessarily I'm not I'm by no means an expert in the area. So same. I don't really like to get into it, but it is one of those things where, you know, you have like someone like Ben Shapiro who 
very much is on one side of the thing side of things to, to where you go like bro like maybe you're making excuses for a government that doesn't deserve that much respect like that's that's kind of some to the point where it's like it seems a little weird that you're like really you know all in for for this this government um because you have sort of this religious feeling about a certain like plot of land um yep and again you I, know uh, people are probably going to get really mad like mad about that but it's like I, man i it's just never that simple it's never that simple well, i think the problem is is that you can't talk about israel or problems within that because it's the same thing with that we've talked about with covid and with the vaccines is that if you talk about israel in a negative light you're viewed as anti-semitic right automatically that's exactly the attack they go to rather than like, i'm not saying kill jewish people bro I'm not saying discriminate against them. Yeah. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying this is a healthy criticism. Let's just talk about the subject. Yeah, so you can Let's be just like, go back and forth. Maybe <laughs> I'm wrong. And, you know, mm. I'm open to being wrong, but it's like you can't do that because as soon as you say something, I mean, especially in the American church, too. Ooh. I mean, you're. Oh. I've, yeah. You anti Semitic, bro. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. I've, I've said in the past that uh, the. The, Jew, the Jews as a people really stopped being God's chosen people after the gospel was spread to everyone. And it's like, because, you know, mm. there's that verse, it's like you're no no longer uh, Greek or Jew. Uh, was that First Corinthians, I think? Um, right. And uh, he's like, he's literally saying that, like, where you came from no longer matters. Mm. Your identity, those yeah. identities no longer matter. It's not about that, right? And so if you believe in that, in that sort of, like, he used the Jewish people as his lineage for Jesus. Right. Jesus then, you know, spent time with the Jews, but it came also to the Gentiles. And there's no distinction anymore, right? Like it, it, someone who's a who who is, has their heritage in in uh, as a Jew and is also a Christian is not on a pedestal above someone who's Gentile and Christian. Right. And so it's like. This this kind of like concept of like the whole like the Holy Land and and all that it's just like sometimes that rubs me the wrong way because you kind you kind of get into this sort of like the U.S. government is saving uh, like Israel from like all these things mm -hmm. and it's like they don't have altruistic purposes behind what they're doing like at all it's not it's not well how my whole work. thing has been israel can defend itself we can be i'm fine with being an ally with israel you know sure, no you problem it. with that at all but it's like i'm quite comp confident in the competency of israel to defend itself and we can have their back and by all means uh but i mean i, I was trying to find out why you're talking but there's this jewish guy on twitter that i found i mean that gave a really good analysis of the situation going on with Israel and Palestine and uh, just stuff it's, that we had been talking about cool. as far as let's, critiquing yeah. uh, Israel, and it was really good. Let's but, put it on pause, find it, and we'll talk about it next week. And that way we can kind of yeah. maybe spend a little bit more time like reading up on everything. Um, yeah. Maybe let's find do it, though. So, okay, so, you know, war war is very clearly back on the table. We've been talking about that for a few weeks under this administration. Um, I don't think Biden has uh, made any sort of like dodge 
as to how he feels about Russia, about the stuff with North Korea that we talked about last week. Um, and gas prices are going back up too. So yeah. uh, you he's trying to build back better, bro. I mean, that was his campaign promise, right? So. Yeah. And you you sent me in uh, an interesting text today uh, because, and we'll get into the pipeline in a second. But uh, did you want to mention about that about why you think the gas prices are going up? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think personally that, and it's it's from some sources I have read that I think gas prices are going up so that they can get to a certain price point per gallon so that electric cars can vehicles can compete with uh, gasoline vehicles. That's my kind of hypothesis. Um, I could be wrong, but don't. I think that's the the way that they're going. I'm trying. And I want to say I had read a report or heard from someone uh, trusted that said back in the Obama administration when gas was approaching it was really high above $4 a gallon and they were really trying to get around that $5 price point because around that price point electric vehicles could compete with gasoline vehicles mm. and so all this with gas going up who does that hurt the most that hurts the, the low income class and the middle class the most and that's why the Biden, uh, by executive order, getting rid of the Keystone Pipeline. I mean, guys, oil has to get here one way or the other, and it's a lot more expensive to do it by railroad and by shipment yeah, than it is by a pipeline. Because yep. it's like only there is a way to transport oil across the ocean or across land underground in a pipe system that was cost-effective and cheap for Dude, everybody. And- it's bad for the environment. It's so stu- oh, no. it's so stupid too because like we were oil independent. We were oil independent and everyone's like, "Oh, we have to get rid of like carbon um dioxide?" No, like or, Is that it? No, what DO2? was the, What was the thing that maybe it was just like carbon in general or whatever and it because it, carbon. it, it it's like when they were saying because they're essentially talking about the oil, right? And they're mm-hmm. saying like we need to, we need Biden to completely abolish it. And it's like, you morons, if you did that, you would die. Literally everything, oil is used to make cups, you know, to... For, the plexi, for, yeah, the plexiglass to prevent COVID from, or, you know, yeah, particles. Plastic, all these plastics. <laughs> everything. You know, it's like, I, I'm sure, you know, it's like, and people don't, they don't look into it, right? And it's the same way with, like, the car stuff that's going on with electric vehicles. And I, I thought this was a pretty good point that someone had made, uh where they were saying that the difference is, is that you might see like the, the drilling into the ground up front. And so you see the quote unquote, like green issue up front, Mm -hmm. but with electric cars, you don't because it's happening in another country. And so, and that's, that's always, that's kind of been my, my hypothesis about this country is that as long as it's not happening here, people don't care. Nope. As long as I out of mind. Exactly. As long as people aren't getting droned here, people don't care. As long yep. as as the resources aren't being taken out of the ground in this country, most people don't care. Yep. So exactly, and, and, and that's that's kind of where we're at. So they're like, well, we want the battery stuff, even though like the 
the things that are mined for that, I think it comes out of Africa and they're using slave labor for it. Like the same, there's a lot of modern technology that that's being used for. And they could find other and ways. In a lot of ways, it's bad for the environment too. Yeah. In a exactly. lot of ways, it's bad. Yeah. They're, they're the still mining the earth, right? Like it's, that stuff hasn't changed. It's just you don't yep. have to see it on a daily basis um, because the job of doing all that's getting shipped overseas while people in the oil field are like losing are losing their jobs. And people yep. are and part of it's because people aren't willing to make certain compromises now in order to maybe get to something better in the future. Yeah, and I'm not sitting here saying that there shouldn't be uh, protocols, policies, and regulations in place to make sure we don't harm the local and global environment in some type of capacity uh my whole thing though was that literally the best source of energy is nuclear and you can't say that electric or wind is uh better for the no. environment and, than oil but, but you every, could make an argument that it's as bad if not worse mm -hmm. so but everyone watches chernobyl and goes well we can't have nuclear because chernobyl oh, exactly. we can't have nuclear because world war ii that bomb blew up remember yeah, that would happen. That that would happen in modern America. Bridge Farm remembers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we have this video or this clip that you I think put in here uh, from the mm -hmm. press briefing. Is this about the pipeline? Yep. Okay, it's about the pipeline. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Okay, Amar, kick us off. Uh, thanks. Um, just uh, to clarify something. Has Colonial paid any ransom, and has there been any advice on that? And then, um, secondly, um, is there any timeline for when Americans should be certain that this is going to be taken care of? Are people are getting ready. Memorial Day is not that far away, and we're everyone's concerned about their gas prices. Uh, what, what's the timeline, and when this thing is going to be under control? Absolutely, I'll speak to the first, and then I'll turn it to my colleague Liz for the second. So first, we recognize that victims of cyber attacks often face a very difficult situation. And they have to just balance often the cost benefit when they have no choice with regard to paying a ransom. Colonial is a private company, and we'll defer um, information regarding their decision on paying a ransom to them. Would the, the administration offer any advice on whether or not to pay a ransom? So typically, that is a private sector decision, and the administration has not offered further advice at this time. Given the rise in ransomware, that is one area we're definitely looking at now to say what should be the government's approach to ransomware actors and to ransoms overall. Liz? Is that good, or you want to keep going? So on the issue of yeah, gas that's prices, that's as I indicated right now, there are no... Well... It's funny. There's a couple things I heard in there, but what did you hear? Well, the first thing I want to say is that if, if you're not totally aware about what we're talking about, the uh, the Colonial Pipeline was, I was going to say docks. from Texas to it's like, like up the East North Coast, Carolina, correct? Like yeah. East Coast, yeah. I think you're I th you're right. It's it's somewhere along like the Bible Belt, if you will, like East Coast yeah. area. And um, it there was an attack, a cyber attack that happened last Friday. So last Friday was what, the 6th, 7th, the 7th. Something like that. Sounds, so, sounds about right. So May 7th, um, this incident happens. I don't, I don't know a ton about like details as far as what, mm -hmm. um, what they, what they did, but it essentially shut down this pipeline. Shut down the pipeline. And basically in order for them to get it back up and running, they have to send money to this hacking group. And, uh, so yeah, again, here we are again in uh, 
in, in this situation, like these hackers, dude, these hackers were, I, okay, so this is what's so weird to me, right? And again, we're, this is not a, a statement about necessarily the Trump administration, but all of this stuff seems silent through the Trump administration, right? Dude, all I'm literally, I, what was that? What's the one group? Anonymous. I'm just waiting for Anonymous to show back up because they've been, they were quiet, <laughs> quiet through the Trump administration. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, hacker group disrupts pipeline. And you're like, what? And, uh, and Gas prices dude, are going back you, up. Israel, Palestine. You can, definitely, you can definitely see with every single, from the, every single position within the Biden administration, they're way out of their league. From the beginning in one of the, our first few episodes where uh, his administration was talking with China and they got completely overpowered um, during that conference or whatever it was. I'm sorry, give me one second. Sorry, my cat's being a jerk. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had to tell him no when he got down. Uh, anyway, so from that to North Korea to this, no one fears the Biden administration, fears us. And it, I mean, this lady, every person in his administration seems way out of their league. I mean, to give Trump credit, yeah. he really seemed to try to at, at least put the people he knew best in those positions like the people who were best in those positions and i mean at least i can say he did a better job than biden has done so far yeah so so here's, the other thing i noticed is that that they said uh she said Continental's a private company yeah that, what you know, that's not the deal. <laughs> bull, i was literally like bull crap <laughs> yep <laughs> there's no way that they are not the, the oil industry is not in the pocket of the federal government. No, they're not. Or, or, or they are. Yeah. They are. And, <laughs> like, there's and, no and, way. In a, we fight, in a big capacity. We fight wars over oil. There's no way that's not the case. It, yep. And the other thing I noticed is that they're now concerned, now looking at ransomware. And, and that heck, I'm like, oh, yeah. you're now doing this? Yeah. Now? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and it's so funny how it's just so easy for the federal government, and when it it fits the mood to be like, well, they're a private company, they should just take care of it themselves. It's like, yeah, huh? When it fits their agenda, when it and fits their the agenda, absolutely. So it doesn't look good, make them look bad. Yep. And yep. Hunter Hunter Biden hilarious. laptop incident. No, we need to be directly oh. involved in everything. Oil pipeline. No, they're a private company. They should deal with it themselves. It's like, dude, on, and with that Hunter Biden, I mean, that whole thing and a bunch of other things with Facebook and Google, that's a whole other. Obviously, yeah, topic, but, but this is what, but yeah. yeah, this is just the, it's the theme it for them. the, it's the theme for today. It's just like, as the mood fits, that's, it, there's no consistency, right? It's as the mood mm -hmm. fits or as the situation uh, warrants uh, action or not action or they see it as important or not, right? And and you're right. Mm -hmm. I think they're whether whether it's a direct um, intervention by the government and they're they're allowing these things to happen because you're right and they want electric cars to be the new normal, right? This whole build back mm -hmm. better idea. They want electric cars to be part of that new normal so that they can essentially tax you on your mileage since you're not going to be buying gas and you know and mm -hmm. they might even be able to hit people on gas and on electric cars because if there's enough adoption, of course, taxes are going to going to be coming uh there pete Buttigieg has talked about that in the past and he's the, the transportation yep. the transportation director or whatever his role is um and people people dude people 
just don't get it. No. My <laughs> IQ test. My IQ test for politics is this. Do you vote to raise taxes on yourself? <laughs> and if the person says yes, I say good day. Sorry, ma'am. <laughs> good day. But I, I said good and, day. And the thing is, is that I think this is a good example among the many others of it goes back to what you said with Chris Wallace. The government is here to help how incompetent the government has been and is and why you shouldn't rely on them, why free markets are better, why relying on ourselves is more advantageous to us. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's about trying to keep the right people in office. And I just don't think, what is it? Uh, that the politicians and the executive branch, legislative branch, should have that type of control over us to reg you know people in new york and washington dc shouldn't be able to tell people in uh washington state california texas georgia whoever how to live their lives agree should be on a state-by-state -state basis at the, at the minimum I, I i i say this a lot now and i think it's just because i'm getting older but you know it's like as i get older it's like I, this collectivist mentality just does not sit well with me honestly to, to does a, more harm than good to a small degree especially when it comes to i guess like u.s affairs or stuff that doesn't isn't like directly related to christianity and the church when the church starts getting into some of those collectivist mentalities and these things that mm -hmm. stuff that stuff bugs me too where i'm just like oh like yeah like what what are you doing it's like, oh, we all need to be on the same page about uh, this thing because if we're not, we're not properly being Christians. And you're like, uh. Yeah. What do you mean properly being Christians? <laughs> you know what's funny? Just a slight side note. And I, I, I told you that I watched that um, Mr. Rogers documentary yesterday. Yes. Did you know he was going to be, he's a, he was an ordained Presbyterian minister. I didn't know that. And so he realized, right, because when he, when he was coming up, he realized that television would be a fundamental tool for, I guess, I think in, in the way that they said in the documentary was that he saw it as a fundamental tool for spreading, uh, like, biblical truths. Mm. I, I, I wish I could be a little more accurate with my wording of it or whatever, but essentially he was like, this is a, this is a great tool. Like, we can reach people this way and so he decided not to become a minister and decided to go into public television instead right and i have my issues with sort of like public sector stuff everybody you know it's like that's not um right you know unknown but man there was some something like really inspiring about the way that they they talked about how he was just like i think i can be more effective in my life not going into mainstream ministry not just becoming another yeah. Presbyterian pastor, but actually like, more props to him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, you and I have talked a bunch about how we think one of the biggest problems in the American church is people who think that they're called to be a pastor and they're not. And those around them who don't have the courage to tell them that they're not. Exactly. Or the fact they, they don't look at it. And I always appreciated like this sort of thing. Well, it, it the the thing that was always said to me was like if there's if you can see yourself doing anything else at all do that don't become a pastor right mm -hmm. and I, I it mostly works but I don't think it works for everyone 
because I think over time you really see, and I think you're seeing it sort of in this like mo- like a modern day um, like mega church scene, where a lot of these people probably should not be pastors. They probably shouldn't nah. be getting on stage preaching on a regular basis, right? And no they one, shouldn't. no one is saying, "Hey, I don't think you're doing. I, I don't think this is right." You know, and it's not. Oh, and one of my screens just went blank. Oh, okay, we're good. You're fine. <laughs> I don't think that the and with that said, just because someone's a good orator does not mean they're called to be a pastor. Agreed. Right. So uh, uh, there's a lot that goes into that, but I agree with you. So anyway, all that to be said that like you know, and and there was an article uh, that came out a few weeks ago about how the USPS is like spying on people, and ever I was even surprised. I mean, it's it was one of those things where I go, oh, what? That's a thing, and I went. I mean, it doesn't surprise. At this point, it's like, that stuff doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I wasn't surprised. Where, I was like, yeah, I figured that was going on for and, a long time. And, and they were all like, oh, this January 6th thing. And it's like, January 6th was literally, I mean, there's like six people that they're worried about from that thing. You know, it's like, it, it just, man. Yeah, most of uh, the pe- people don't understand that most of the people at the Capitol riots were literally MAGA grandma and MAGA grandpa just following the crowd not realizing what they were doing. It's not like they were writing, but here's the thing is the people who were writing, who did, uh, violence or anything like that. People were saying, yes, let's prosecute them on the right and left, the full extent of the law. Um, no one, but listen, this is, this is the thing. If you harm someone, you should be held responsible for that. It's, we're talking like baseline stuff. I don't even talk about like current laws, like any any of that that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. It's like in a in a society, right? That if you harm a person or a group of people, there should be atonement for your actions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and people in a community, if you will, enforce those things, right? Right. The biggest thing for you and I is that we would rather have communities. For the most part, right? Whether that means you have a sheriff in a town and they're they're sort of the law in the town, and everyone sort of agrees under these things that they live under while still being able to live their their lives separately, um, moving moving further and further away from a centralized governance, um, mm-hmm. because that has a tendency to do harm to more people than what they think they're doing good, right? Because for every like one thing that that centralized government gets right. There's lots of things that they get wrong. I mean, we could go down the list There's like of five, ten things they get wrong. Yeah, I mean, and and we'll talk about this eventually, but like the U.S. government is kind of responsible for borderline genocide in some of these countries and other places. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking millions of people that that have been killed in the name of democracy. Yep, even in the past with Native Americans as well. People don't. That's not spoken on. Well, I mean, I get probably now it's spoken it's on all, more, but yeah, it wasn't all, definitely all the wasn't because they they want in the past. they want to tax me <laughs> to to deal yeah. for something that I was I wasn't even alive when any of that stuff happened, and they're like, yeah. "Well, you're white, so we want to tax you," and I'm like, "I," <clears throat> it's like I don't think this is but, the, the way, guys. But yeah, I mean, I kind of always figured they were spying on us with the social media stuff, and it just it's goes no to show you. That I'm sure big tech and the I mean obviously big tech and the government go hand in hand they're in each other's pockets, uh, no surprise there. But I mean again, if you're not doing anything illegal and you're not violating the law, then you don't have anything to worry about, David. Yeah, if I'm not doing anything wrong, 
bro. <laughs> yeah, it depends. Uh, I mean, obviously, John Brennan I, wouldn't have anything to say about that as far as libertarians being terrorists. You know, so. oh, God. You know, I, I actually wonder, and I think we've mentioned this before, and then we can get into this this thing about the Chinese churches. I don't know if you want me to play this mm-hmm. video or if we, we just want to talk about it and then kind of No, move. we can just briefly mention yeah, it, then the, we can play the other video. The report is in the show notes if you guys want to mention it. And I yep. actually have I, – I, it's funny that you brought this up because I actually have a connection to this uh, – this house church thing with China, um, a, an actual inside connection. Um, oh, really? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, um, Enlighten. So, all that I know is that China has been cracking down on churches in China, Christian churches in China. I mean, they crack yep, down on relig- religion in general because essentially, if you're not bowing down to their government, they, you know, they probably want you dead. <laughs> Mm-hmm. For being honest, um, yep. I I have a friend who will remain nameless, who I believe has started listening to this show. Actually, he contacted me through a specific. I'm being vague, obviously on purpose, because um, China. Uh, he contacted me through pigeon a thing. Yes, <laughs> Thir- he, he sent me a crow. Like Game of Thrones, Since style. You were an owl. yeah, like on Harry, <laughs> like Harry Potter. Potter. <laughs> um, but he he got back in contact. He was, you know, he, they have to be really careful about the way that they they um, use unverified apps in China or unverified like uh, programs. It, it's yep. very strict about the way they do that. So they have to use VPNs. They do all this stuff. And he was telling me he's yep. like I, he's like I will save this. I cannot subscribe because they could track me through that and i was like oh okay yeah um so i sent him the podcast i sent him the youtube channel i was like bro i was like it's cool listen watch do the thing like contact don't donate don't like (laughs) don't (laughs) you yeah if you you think your life is in danger you think it could cause a problem because we obviously are (laughs) <laughs> man he would get yeah, so we much care trouble way more about your life than absolutely. any of that stuff. <laughs> absolutely um but man uh he yeah so he, he was kind of we, we talked back and forth and I'm, i honestly he kind of pops up every once in a while it's really random and we have this kind of running joke uh sorry dude but the, it's not really him <laughs> it's like the chinese government and like he, they just occasionally pop up and they're like hey just so you know i'm still fine <laughs> Everything is good here in China. Um, and so it's kind of this running joke that we have. But I think it's actually him. He's he said a couple things that I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him. Um, yeah. So, bro, you know, we're here. We're thinking about you. Be, yeah, you know, we are, man. Be safe and, you know, maybe try to get back to America if you can. <laughs> yeah, I'll start praying for you um, too, brother. Uh, so, man, they're, it's crazy yeah, they're shutting that down that churches. That happens across the world. You know, it's it's funny too because it's just like, we we follow a lot of what you would guess would consider like mainstream voices in sort of the evangelical circles or whatever the case may be. Um, and this stuff just does not come up. No, this doesn't. doesn't. The story of the the Polish pastor in Canada. Um, this is dude. This is what I freaking mean. It's we've talked about this before. That I'm. So, I know you were getting into something. This is my problem. You're fine. No, we argue over trivial, stupid crap. Satellite churches. Freaking five reasons why drinking coffee every day is sinful. Yep. Like stupid bullcrap. First world country issues. When there's there are actual there's actual persecution going on, actual 
sense, actual serious topics, and you're getting down into the deep-rooted analysis stuff, right? And I'm not saying that deep-rooted analysis isn't necessary, but you're getting into trivial, superficial that, you know, maybe someone's heart's being simple, maybe it's not. Like, I mean, just obscure, idiotic Mm -hmm. quarrels that just doesn't matter. I mean, come on. It's it's like I've told you before, for those who don't know, my mother died. She committed suicide. And one of the things that taught me from that is, man, there are a lot more important things in life than arguing about stupid bull crap. Yep. And like, I, 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 mean, it, I mean, before that, I felt that way. But definitely that, that solidified that within me. Yeah, and we, we've talked about this a little bit. I, I think that for me, kind of coming to the realization of so I guess some of the more um, evil, legitimately like evil things that government organiz- like organizations from the United States have done to people in other parts of the world. And I think about it and and, and you think about the way that people want to talk about in like churches, right? They, they want to talk about injustice. Right. They've really have fallen into this intersectionality thing. And you go, mm-hmm. well, the U.S. government's murdered a lot of black people in Somalia, like a lot. Like, a like, like Trump wanted to get out of Somalia, and the U.S. government, like the Pentagon, was basically like, "Okay, so they moved the troops to neighboring countries and continued to do what they were doing." Yep. So they're and we're just still, waiting still, for the election to become more explicit about it. If Trump lost, and it's 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 crazy, they actively lie to the commander in chief. Yeah, and so it, it you you look at these incidences where the U.S. has gotten into these regime change wars. They've killed innocent people. I mean, you can go look this stuff up. Like the, it, it's 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 there. Obama o, Obama's administration droned hospitals, right, and then apologized for it, admitting guilt. Not apologized, just that. quote unquote weddings. Wedding. They went after. They would go after. There, there are occurrences of them going after people that they thought were trouble in an area. The person wasn't in the area, and they just killed innocent people. Just blew them up. Bro, it's just collateral damage for national good, national security. And the church, the church That's doesn't. The church does not take stands on this stuff. Exactly. And you're like, you're like, what are you doing? It's like you'll take you'll take the uh, the abortion position. Right, mm-hmm. they'll they'll take a position on like drugs, they'll they'll take a position on vaccines, mm-hmm. but they will they will not take a position. Or they'll take a position on CRT, right? They right. won't take they they won't take a p- position on wars, regime changes, stuff that would uh, essentially affect like the like missionary movements. Like you would think that mm-hmm. the church, like we don't live, I, and I, I have to kind of remind people of this all the time because there's sort of this like weird. This weird fantasy, I think, that Christians get into of wanting to be martyred. At least there's like small groups of them that do. And I would say it's uh, they, it's idealism. Sure, and they they have the these like these specific viewpoints of what they want to like stand behind or like going to a country and like like dying for this thing. Or whatever, but mm-hmm. it's like you do realize that if your government is blowing these people to smithereens, you're not going to have anybody to go talk to. That they're that they're exactly. that it, that you can you can do good and have a consistent argument by being like, 
hey, government, stop. Hey, CIA, cut it out. FBI, like ATF, stop burning children alive, right? And make stances on these things that have happened in the past because if they've happened before, it's probably going to happen again, right? And you might be on the side of the law right now, right? You might be able to hide behind your vaccination right now, but eventually they're coming for you. And it it sounds really like Orwellian, if you will, but it's happening in Canada right now. And Canada's not that much different than the United States. It's right up. A lot of our politicians like Justin Trudeau. Yep. Speaking of which. Yeah. You want to get into this clip? Yeah. Do you want me to just, how much of this do you want me to play? It's like seven minutes long. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Just play the first. I'll tell you when to stop. How about that? I can't remember. I think it's the first couple of minutes. But there's a a lot that's necessary in this. Uh, Just play it up into the point to where his, he'll get dragged. By the, I mean, obviously I'm ruining it, it's but okay. he'll get dragged by the police, and then his partner gets dragged by, by the police, and then just stop it there. Okay, so uh, this is Archer Pulowski, who, oh, and uh, David Pulowski, who we've talked about before. He's the go away Gestapo pastor um, out of Alberta, Canada. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. So we'll see what is about to happen. Freedom in Canada, democracy in Canada full force, unbelievable. Hello, sir. Gangsters are here. So, as per the injunction that was served on uh, Arthur here and uh, David back here, I am to place both of them under arrest for breaching the Queen's Bench order. Both of us under arrest? Yes, sir. Would you please step out of the car? What's your uh, name, officer? Andrews, 5244. Okay. So how do you feel being a Nazi now? And then we got a gangster here. How do you how do you feel Wanna being be a Nazi and breaking the Gestapo? What's his uh, officer? What's your name and uh, I'm number? Asking you. Sorry. I'm what's asking your name you. and number, please? Five two eight three. A lawbreaker. You're breaking the charter rights and freedoms. How can you look in your mirror, man? So I have advised both you and Mr. Polanski over there. You guys are both under arrest. Please. Open the door, man. Whoa, stop.
China. Don't you guys have family and kids? Whatever happened right, that's to good. Canada? God keep our land glorious and free. That was a good place to stop. Yep. You know, it's not a fun, yeah, it's not a funny situation. But when they pick it's him up, and his, his feet—he's just as stiff as a board. I was like, "Oh, you got me." That that cracked me dude, up a little bit. It, it got me when he said, "Do it." The Nazis saw putting them on the spot, man. I mean, how yeah, much dude. of a coward do you have to be? I mean, obviously, we know there are a lot of uh, good officers, not just in America but around the world. Uh, but obviously, there are a ton of cowards. But you, that are police officers the, that are power hungry, that hide behind the law, that get their authority not from Christ, but from what the government says is yep. good and right. And screw what the government says, what is good and right. Obviously, the government doesn't know what is good and right. History has proven that. Yeah. And these people are just hiding behind that light. They got the power. Let's do it. And they literally are the Gestapo. And if you don't think that this is that, man, there's... Bad things and, coming for you because eventually and, it's going to come for you. And this is why I was saying I was like this. It who was it? I it wasn't James Lindsay. Um, maybe it was Tom Woods. I was listening to one a, a podcast and and mm-hmm. they were they were asked like us. Uh, maybe Tom Woods was asking. Oh, actually, you know what? I think Tom's Tom Woods was asking Michael Malice this, and he goes, "You know, the thing that surprised me the most last year was that the um, the the evangelical church just sort of." Uh, uh, bowed down and did exactly what they were asked to do without any pushback. The American uh, evangelical church, in particular, and Michael Malice goes, yes. "Why are you surprised? They're cowards." <laughs> and I went, "Oh, and I, man, I, it's true. Not, not like it's true. Almost zero pushback. Like you, I think we, Bro, we could name two. Do you not love your neighbor. You want them to get COVID? Come on, you want to take things out of uh, scriptural context." Let's do it all day. I had someone say that to me. I was like, don't ever drive a car again. You have a way higher likelihood of killing someone in a vehicle than you do of that. And this person also didn't have insurance. I said that to me. Right. And I was like, yeah. Right. <laughs> Even better. They they closed down the places where churches are supposed to have community, and everyone said, fine, we'll just do it over a computer. And I said this before. Yep. And it, and it it's, it's one of those things that it's like, it showed me that modern evangelical churches care more about the collective than they do the spirit of the individual. And what I'm yep, saying, what I mean, do. what I mean by that is that the ability for people to come together to be a part of a community because they believe that is what keeps people together. We've just lost. Mm-hmm. We've lost that man. I mean, it. it the mega. Oh, yeah. I think the me, the mega church and a lot. And obviously, I'm not speaking for every single church in the country because if you're part of a small church, you probably got away with a lot more. But sort mm-hmm. of the churches that were out in the front. Um, was it MacArthur's church in California that that stood up and I mean they got hit pretty that was hard like the for only, it. That was the only mega church. I- and, mega church and every, I can think of that bro, stood up against them, bro. Everybody wanted and, to keep, keep their head down. So no, that, no, not only that. But I want to say the Gospel Coalition and the where was Russell Moore's uh, what what is Russell Moore's stupid organization the government and it's not and Russell Moore oh uh, what is it oh no what's it called it's the lit uh, oh, shoot I'm gonna look it up keep keep talking I'll, I'll let you know when I find it so I'm I'm gonna keep talking it's like I, the Liberty Council. Um, oh, we didn't talk. We'll talk about 
Oh, shoot. I know what it is. Why am I forgetting it right now? Um, the ER. So something. we're going. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I got it right here. Okay, okay, go ahead. Um, it's the, uh, at least the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. Um, it's the public policy arm of the Southern Baptist Convention. Said nothing. Like, it said nothing in defense of a John MacArthur's church. You didn't have the Gospel Coalition, hardly anyone Bro. coming out for them. They were standing on their own. And uh, J.D. Greer's church, I'll come out and say it, the Summit Church. Summit. I mean, it's no one coming out and defending them when they're the literally one of the few churches and the only mega church I can think of coming out against the government or ordinance. Wait, did did Villa, prohibiting wait, did uh did worship. JD, did JD's church make a statement about that? No, they didn't say anything. That's my point. Uh, that's why I thought you said I. I was looking for this next article and I, oh, I missed it because he. Uh, oh, oh, when, when? Because John MacArthur came out and said, "Oh, yes, yeah, support Trump, like vote for Trump or whatnot." Yeah. Oh, because he's conservative. Oh, when, 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 when? Boo hoo. And this, bro, like, come on. Here's the thing, and this is what bothers me is like you see sort of the just like, um, they they are trying. You know, it's, uh, JD got the he was on Twitter that uh, and he. Put, uh, posted him getting either his second shot or whatever for the vaccine and he's like i'm doing my my he literally i think he said this i might be getting his words slightly wrong but essentially right. he's saying like he was like i'm doing my part for us to get back um to normal or whatever which and okay and we're gonna get into this article before we close because i this is sort of where i think we need to um, and be yeah, but I, I think we need to be a little bit critical of the modern day church in in this aspect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to I want to be as generous as I possibly can, but I'm honestly just so sick of sort of this weird normie culture that permeates like the top of like Christian evangelicalism for lack of a better way of putting it, whether you fall into the evangelical camp, you know, if you attend a mega church, if you know any of these popular pastors who are, or musicians or speakers or whoever they may be over the last like 10 years, people that you and I at one point looked up to and at the very least are now skeptical of, right? There's very few yep. of them now that I, that I tend to want to go to for advice because the intersectionality thing happened, right? This COVID thing happened. All of them, completely backed off there was not there was not even a hint of and and honestly if anyone can show one of these people to me and be like hey this person actually did come out and say something about the lockdowns or whatever none of this stuff happened right yep they're all making they're all trying to do whatever they can to appease the government in order to not essentially not be persecuted in these situations um and you have gospel coalition you have christianity today um, I'm sure there's a couple of these other like publications and you read through their stuff and it's just the most milk toast, boring, like not really do, dealing with the challenges of the day, not pushing back against things that are clearly um, uh, like unbiblical, right? It's like, do you think mm-hmm. that like, honestly, and I don't, I don't have the answer to this, but I think the answer is no. Do you think that like when Christians were being thrown to the lions or burned alive or any of those things happened that everyone just sat around and went, Hmm, well, uh, I guess this is just how it is. You don't think that if they had any method of getting away, like 
it, it's like people were losing their freaking businesses, their jobs. People were committing suicide. Terrible things happening from government overreach of shutting businesses down and preventing people from gathering in worship of Christ on yep. Sundays or Saturdays. Yep. And churches, churches, most churches just cowered down to the government. Yeah. Okay. They're like, we'll, we'll reopen knee. next year. I'll bend the knee. Yeah. Because I need to love my neighbor and, you know, maybe, okay, again, as we said in previous episodes, we'll give you the first, what was it, couple of weeks or month or whatnot of, yeah, we didn't know, okay, right around in there. But, I mean, did the church do this stuff during the bubonic plague? Bubonic plague? Bro, Jesus hung out with lepers. <laughs> he, he hung Isn't out. Isn't that a highly contagious <laughs> disease? <laughs> like these, like... They went out. They went out of their way, right? Christian, like Christians, put their lives in danger. They put themselves yeah. in harm's way to spread the gospel. That's as far as I can tell. That's what uh, like the, Christians do, right? Yeah, that's what these pa- these two pastors out of Alberta, in particular, have done. They're like, you know what? We we understand the risk. We're still going to meet together. We're still going to be the church, right? Yep. Though that was the statement of both of these guys, and they both have been arrested for it. And the other church, Gateway Community Church, I believe, that pastor, yes. I forget his name off the top of my head, he's been released, but, I mean, he was in jail for a while. Where, and like, he had a fence. We've talked about it. He had a fence drawn around his church. And they tore it po- down. 200 police officers yeah. or he, a bunch of police officers came there. I mean, just ridiculous, man. So uh, let me – I, w- I want to mention this article. I, I don't think we're going to go through the whole thing because it – it's no, it's not it's not very good. But uh, Christianity Today put out an article called "Vaccine Skeptics Need a Dose of Creation Theology." Now, I think that titles are very important. Headlines are very important for these sort of things. No matter where you're getting getting them from, people do make catchy headlines for a reason, right? Because mm-hmm. they're trying to get something across to you. So, Joseph, when you read that for the first time, what did you think? Because I think that's imp- I think your opinion, whether you and I disagree on what the headline might be implying what was your initial reaction when you when you saw that highly skeptical what the heck are you even talking about let's see let's let's read into this yeah um so when i read vaccine skeptics which i would probably fall in and oh so here's here's an interesting thing right it does not say covid vaccine skeptics it says vaccine yep. skeptics right exactly that's, that's important right because yep. there should be a distinction there's not because people are lazy or they're purposely like hiding that. Exactly. Need a dose of creation theology. So immediately I'm like, all right, creation theology, what that God created the world. That's kind of the thing that, that comes to mind. Genesis one. It's I believe creation theology is that the world is uh, like four or five, 6,000 years old. Maybe that's new. creation. New, that's like new, new earth versus yeah. old earth. Right. The, e- yeah, either, right. either way. Like if you, if I, I couldn't sit here and give you the definition of creation theology without looking it up. And I think she mentions it in there and it's sort of like, I think it has something that it's, it's basically like God is in con- control because he created creation. So, something along those lines. Does that sound about right? Or are you looking at it? Sounds up? about right. Look at, look at, sounds up. about right. Look at, if, see if you can find a definition. Um, so this this first, um, I'm just going to read like maybe the first two paragraphs. If you guys want to read the whole thing, it'll be in the show notes. Um, it says, as the COVID-19 vaccine becomes more widely available to Americans, 
a high proportion of white evangelicals have stated they probably or definitely will not get the vaccine, right? So that's, first of all, that's two different categories that they're combining into one to make bigger bigger numbers. Right. Um, the you, you can actually click on the part that says white evangelicals, and it, it uh, takes you to a Pew research poll that uh, I actually had. Did I? Here, I'm going to open it just so I can give a slight... Um, so the the first section, which is the section she's taken, I actually don't, who wrote this? Oh, Todd Billings. Okay. I honestly thought this was a woman who wrote this. Oh, it was too. <laughs> That's hilarious. Maybe it's because you <laughs> said it was a woman. Yeah. Nope. Maybe it was the article before that I read that was a woman and I just. Or we're just sexist. Confused them too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, oh, no. <laughs> whoops. Okay. So. Protestants overall now. So it's I think when it says Protestant in the Pew Research thing, there's not a whole lot of like information about what the chart means when you click on this Pew Pew, Pew Research uh, poll. Right. But Protestants, it looks like it's about 36 percent are in the will not get vaccine. And so she, oh God, I'm going to keep doing that. Uh, he is already saying that it was either will not or probably not when that's not. That's not, all. that's not here, on? right? It says, will not get vaccine, 30, 36% of Protestants, right? Where 44 said, uh, will get vaccine. Oh, it does say definitely, probably, sorry. It says, will not get vaccine, definitely, probably is 36%. Sorry, I read that wrong. Will get vaccine, definitely, probably, 44%, 19% have already received at least one dose, right? So let's just right. maybe we can assume that the, that 19 percent is added on. So you're talking about over 50 percent of Protestants. So w why are we talking about this? Right. And that's you've got like and then, of course, it's broken up into white evangelical, white non evangelical and then just black Protestants. Are there not black evangelicals? Yep. <laughs> Where are they? Where are those numbers? Right. It, 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 exactly. It makes no sense to me. Catholic. They have white and Hispanic. Is it? Is that it? Is it just white people and Hispanics? Are they Catholic? Just that. That that's it, right? And then they have unaffiliated, atheist, agnostic, nothing in particular. Nothing in particular is the same as Protestant. It's thirty six percent, right? Agnostic is twenty percent, and obviously those oh, those those numbers are higher. But like what? Like you know, obviously she doesn't even. Or I'm sorry, he, I said she. He doesn't. Be a problem. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> oh no, we're canceled. We're banned. Uh, it was an article before that. That's why. Okay. Um, okay. Eh, it's fair. Sorry, everyone. If you get, well, no, actually, just offended. Yeah. If you get, if you offended, get offended, oh well, it's just the article beforehand. Your problem. <laughs> like, quite a few articles beforehand were written by women, and so uh, it's probably just that whole thing. But this is written by J. Todd Billings. And he doesn't even do a good job of talking about the honest skepticism people have with this. And obviously he does he, the, uh, the headlines just bad as well by saying vaccine skeptics. Because yeah. really what he means is COVID skeptics. But now he's, whether if it's intentionally or unintentionally, he's lumping people into the anti-vax group. Yep. That shouldn't belong there. And this happens all the time. So it, it's just poor. It's just poor journalism is what it means. Again, whether if he's intentionally doing this or unintentionally, I'm not assuming his heart motive, but that's there. Honestly, it starts to feel more intentional the more that I hear about this stuff. 
at some point yeah. at some point the un, unintentionally trying to lump uh groups of people like cuz here we talked about this too you and I are not the people who are being antagonistic towards towards people who are either pro or against the covid vax right right we've generally stayed i mean we have our opinions about it but we've stayed neutral about mm-hmm. whether people should get it or not right that's it we've we've showed stories convince me bro try to have convinced me to go one way from what i think and so i've said listen <laughs> you do what you want to do i'm not telling you to get it or not to get it do what you think is best for you. I'm fine with it. I don't have a problem either way. I don't think more of you. I don't think less of you. Right. But don't sit here and try and uh, shame me or any type of negative way because I choose a different route is right. all I'm saying. Yep. Um. So I, I have to mention this next part of this paragraph because there's something in here that I want to hit very hard on. Mm-hmm. Um. So ahead. it says, it says media outlets such as the New York Times and CNN, have expressed fear that vaccine hesitancy could be a roadblock to America uh, attaining herd immunity and endanger the unvaccinated and their communities. Do you want to tackle this first or do you want me to? You go ahead. You go ahead. You take the cake. Because, man, you read that to me earlier today before we started the podcast, and I thought I was going to blow a gasket. And this is after I had to sit in line for 20 minutes to wait for freaking gas because everybody's freaking out. Go ahead. Herd immunity is reached in three ways. One of them is not talked about very often because it's kind of morbid, but it's reached in three ways. You're vaccinated. You catch whatever it is and survive and get immunity, Mm -hmm. which there are studies and there are doctors out there who say that is the better way to be to get immunity or to be protected from that. Or or because you you die. Hang on, hang on. Because you expose the uh, non-vulnerable group to it, so you can protect the vulnerable group to it. Right. Or you die, as you just said. Or you catch you catch a thing and you die. And, you know, that's may, you know, if you're, if you're compromised in some way, maybe you do want to try to, you know, it's like, but here's the thing. And we keep, we keep going home about this, right? Those, that's how you're going to get to herd immunity. You do not, you do not have to pump pharmaceuticals into your arm to reach herd immunity. People Mm -hmm. used to just get the measles. Yes. If you, there is a risk, there is a risk. If you catch it, you will, you'll, you're going to, you might get sick and you might have to go to the hospital, right? Right. But that's why there were supposed to be things like ivermectin that could help treat these issues, right? Right. Non-pharmaceutical, not non-like-invasive pharmaceuticals, whatever. Those categories sometimes get get because like met because yep. you know she like talks about like medicine or God. We're, I'm gonna keep doing that. He talks about like <laughs> vaccines and like medicine, and I'm like. I don't think you can really put those in the same category because a vaccine is more like in my mind, at least is more of a pharmaceutical thing than it is medicine, which is more of a remedy, right? right. Ivermectin is medicine. It's more of a remedy. Yep. A, and a, there's preventative medicine, right? And there's medicine to help you after you've been, contracted disease or, or illness of some sort. 
pump and like, aren't, aren't, those two things aren't talked about enough yeah. it's just the the covid vaccine and not the preventative method which we have talked about like hey increase your vitamin d citing reputable doctors and i had a link that i think i might have lost oh here it is and i just want to read this because this is from harvard when they talk about yep. herd immunity Right, It says, herd immunity occurs when enough people become immune to a disease to make it spread unlikely. As a result, mm -hmm. the entire community is protected, even those who are not themselves immune. Herd immunity is usually achieved through vaccination, because of course they put that first, but it can also occur through natural infection. But yep. every, every doctor that you hear on the mainstream media that says, well, I've had it and I've recovered, should I still get the vaccine? Yes. But what about... Why? natural uh like antibodies and and naturally being unable to get the strain of the, if you even want to go there the strain of coronavirus right right and so and everyone's just like we must do this we must pump these pharmaceuticals into our body and you go listen i think i might take the risk but you're going to put other people who don't want the vaccine at risk well it by that logic you know you already said that a lot of these people don't want to get it and if you're vaccinated or you've gotten it already, according to Harvard, you're protected. Yep. And if you get the vaccine, A, you have a high likelihood of not getting COVID again, right? B, if you do get it, then the symptoms, the symptoms are, won't be as bad. Right. That's We know That's that. That's the whole point of the vaccine, right? Yeah. We know that. That's been studied, right? Using their own studies. So again, why come at me? Because I choose a different route because I'm choosing to live a healthier life i don't this is a new vaccine i want to see how things play out before i'm like okay now i'll get it again i'm not here sitting here saying that joe biden met with the evil cabal and said hey china we're going to affect everyone with this vaccine so that in two years we can release something else and kill them i'm not saying that i'm just saying hey this is a new vaccine i want to see what happens has it gone through the standard uh process that other vaccines have gone through Let's see how it plays out. And you know what's you know what the other thing that's really weird to me is my that, body, my choice, bro. <laughs> <Let's> go ahead. <laughs> they keep they keep pushing this white white in particular evangelical thing. Yes, and everyone. I, Mo Mo is generally my main source for the uh, black Americans, which is the thing I'm trying to start saying right. more. Maj, that's what Maj says. He, he says black Americans. And I like that. I think yep. it, it, it works well. Cause it's not, I say it all the time. yeah, it's not cringy. And I, I think it fits it without trying to put them all necessarily into like a, mm -hmm. a, a block, if you will. Yep. Um, Mo is like, it's, it's more people, it's more black Americans than people realize that don't want it. And so either, oh, of course. either, either they're not, it, either the polling is skewed, which is probably the case because it always is. The fact that people use polls as is almost like scientific uh, data, right? Does the like, election not show anything I as know. far as with how terrible polls and, are? And this is like what, this past election and the election before that and the election before that and the election, you know. There, I mean, we could go sorry. into details on here. Go ahead, though. I was going to say, when it comes to this this stuff, right, we've seen this with the AND project with gospel coalition with Christianity today where it seems like they are either, I don't want to say it's willful ignorance, but I think it is some form of ignorance to how yep. the world works just in general. Yep. Like they're, they're so they're, cause he's, he cites CNN and the New York times 
Who are you convincing? The people that you're no one. Yeah, the people that you may be writing this article for that you're trying to maybe push towards, hey, maybe you should get the vaccine because God is in control. Like that's kind of the as far as I'm concerned, you can and you can read it for yourself and see if I'm I'm wrong anyway. And I told you this when you were kind of reading it to me earlier. What it seems to me is the same logic that if you were to step out into the middle of traffic and say, God is in control. Yep. Now Is that going to be the exact same thing as you get the vaccine? I don't know. That's not really what I'm getting at, but it's the same mentality of just being what I got like willfully ignorant to the way that the world works. Yeah, I agree with, I agree with what you're saying. One of the points I got from it is that it, and I I could be wrong on this, but I'm not saying this is a hundred percent true, but man, I think he's sucking. It seemed like he was sucking an echo chamber, especially when he list the New York times and CNN, the people hang around who he chooses to get his news from could be wrong. Want to leave that out there, but it seemed that way. And so you have that exactly what you said. And then what I say, this echo chamber of, Hey, I'm uh, putting out these views that the mainstream media has put out and told me without doing serious investigation into the concerns that people who are skeptical of the vaccine have yeah, rather than just throwing them off like as their QAnon or whatnot. And, and, and which is, he didn't do that, but I'm just saying, no, thankfully it didn't people. go that far, but like, you know, yeah. he's got this thing in here. It says for evangelicals, the crux of vaccine question does not hinge uh, upon trust in a particular political party or agenda. Right. So he says that. And then when he's talking about the vaccine, um, where is it? Yep. He says... You're good. I'm trying to remember exactly where it was. I wish I would have been able to highlight things on here. It would have helped mm-hmm. It would have helped me figure this out a l- or find this stuff a little bit better. But you can find it in there. But at one point, you know, see, he says that. He says that it's not about a particular political party or agenda. But then he... he, he, he it's almost he's like trying to convince people that because this was actually like done because it's it was in an election year and it was done by Republicans and Democrats that that's like see see it was done by both therefore you should trust it now you convince me and he yeah and that's the thing is like he rides this weird line right which is another problem that I have with this where he doesn't he doesn't yeah he does not make a stand and this is this is mm-hmm. a major problem we have with with a lot of this stuff today and it's fine if he's conflicted like if and I don't think he says it in there but if he was to say look I'm conflicted. I don't know whether you should do this or not. I have my opinion. He could even state what his opinion is, and that's fine, right? Mm-hmm. But to to write this article in a way that it seems as if he's saying that this is a a major issue in the church that's going to tear the tear the church apart. That this ha- vaccine hesitancy, because there's that other article that's on uh, the thing that on the on here that says. Um, uh, white evangelical pastors, so that again, right? Because this is this thing, yep. and it's so weird that that it's like they're so focused on the skin color of certain pastors, right? Yep. White evangelical pastors hesitant to preach vaccines. Again, another title that goes, well, that's not their job. <laughs> I was like, point, exactly. can, you, can you point me to that verse, please? Exactly. Chapter verse. So they probably... <laughs> yeah. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's what they do. The good yeah. Samaritan or something. 
Bro, and this is the thing, and I've seen this from other other places too. I saw something on Instagram a while back, and it's really funny to to see like when this stuff gets posted, and then you see yeah. like someone will like repost it, and it's like, oh, well, I wear my mask because even if it turns out that I'm a sheep and I was totally duped by this entire thing, uh, at least I my heart was in the right place or whatever. It's like, yeah, but you got duped. Yep, and you were wrong. And, and so, it costs people you, you tremendous things. Get, getting duped can cause lots of harm to people, especially if you're in a leadership position. Yep. And so it's it's just one of those things that's like, why not just let me be skeptic, like skeptical? Why not we can engage in our uh, discussion? And let's talk back and forth. It doesn't have to be an argument. It doesn't have to be a debate. I mean, but we can go back and forth. We can talk and bring some things to light, and we can agree to disagree. I'm totally fine with that yeah but it just seems that a lot of people aren't willing to agree to disagree and and come on like the, it, from the very beginning it's almost like he put his his like cards on the table from the beginning by being like cnn new york times it's like bro creation theology come, come on now man like oh and man. that's the thing is like there just doesn't seem to and this is this goes back to the thing with um <clears throat> our uh, arthur pulaski and david pulaski Mm-hmm. from Canton, that church in Alberta where it's like there are just not a lot of people who are willing to just be like, no. Take a stand. Hey, man. Before I say this, I want to say I'm not sitting here saying that these people aren't Christian. I just want no to point out that. the gate The gate is wide that leads to destruction and the gate is narrow. I'm not implying that these people aren't Christian. I'm just saying it just seems that there are a, a lot of people who are cowards. Or at least in this situation, who are being cowardly and not taking a stand, and who have been cowardly, and over something that has a who are, who, who just kind of like want to fit into the um, what's popular, right? Yeah. So absolutely. I mean, you you see that where it's like there was almost this time, right, where you would see a lot of people, like I mean, honestly, Lecrae is an example of this, where mm-hmm. there was this time where he was like, well, I'm in the main, sh- I'm going into the mainstream because I'm trying to like spread the gospel to these people and talk to them. But to be honest, most of the time now, it seems like they were the ones that affected him more. Yep. He has these like weird. It's a good thing to pay attention to yeah. for all of us. Um, yeah. Is when we're hanging around people who uh, particularly aren't believers, but then just anyone, are are they having a an influence that's leading me away from Christ, right? Or closer to Christ? Yeah. And you, yeah, I mean. I don't know where shutting down your church for an entire year like lands on all of that, but it, it sort of seems like maybe some of this stuff, I, I, I mean, you would think that some of these pastors should, it's never too late to start speaking up about it, to be like, I right. I made a mistake. We should not have done that. I agree. We, we yes. Repentance is good. Yeah. Or apologize, even if it's not like, there, I'm not saying, oh, God, do this big thing, right? If, if you're in leadership and like you never admit to like, I want to say this modern faults. I don't mean something that you did 20 yeah. years ago to make a point during a sermon where, Oh, I made this mistake back then. See, I'm just like you. Right. I'm talking about like, even in today where you consider everything that's going on, you consider the damage that lockdowns did for something that has a 99% survival rate. Right. And we're just going to round up mm-hmm. for the sake of it. Right. Because it's, it's so close with that, no matter the demographic. Right. And the, right. Younger, the younger you are, like 50 percent of America is like kids. Right. So I was I was right. I was hearing that today from someone where it's like 
they can't they can't we can't reach quote unquote herd immunity because 50 percent of americans are children and it's not you can't give the Mm -hmm. vaccine to children and i'm like oh my god like it's it's just that same stuff but this is what i'm saying is like if you can't look back at the past year honestly if you cannot Mm -hmm. look back at the past year and go maybe the church shouldn't have been gone that long right maybe we should have had a discussion of if you're willing to take the risk we're going to open the doors and we're going to do it right i don't know it it had to be better than locking all these people away and a lot of these places like i agree things have generally gone back to normal in a lot of places right like i are 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 pastors and the people running these churches not looking at what's going what happened in texas when they got rid of the the mask mandate and the numbers are dropping At at the very least that should have been the moment that people went Okay, this is over. We're no more mask mandate. We're meeting. If you're still worried about it, you, st- you know, do you? You don't. We are not going to tell you one way or another what to do. Come, stay at home if you still feel like you need to need to do that, and we're all going back to normal. Yeah, get vaccinated exactly. if you think that's the case. If you don't think that's the case, that's fine. Take take the risk if, make you, a if you think exactly right. It's it's all, like literally every decision you make in your life is risk, right? You know what's funny? I guarantee most of these people aren't invested uh, in in anything because it, clearly they're risk averse. Yep. And it must be more people than I ever realized because people don't people do not want to take risks, which is so crazy to me because no people, one, dude. people used to jump out of airplanes for fun. There's a percentage rate that you could die from that. Like you said, driving your car, all these things. And no one's saying they're one-to-one, right? And this is the problem is that there's always sort of this like, uh, not a straw man, but like someone will, uh, it, uh, what's, what do we, what do we call it? Uh, a non-starter that happens where you're right. trying to make the argument about something and being like, look, like there's risk in everything. You could drive a car, you could do this, da, da, da. And they go, well, those aren't, those aren't the exact same thing. It's like, duh, they're not the exact same thing. Yep. That's it. <laughs> I think that's a good place to end it. Nah, you're good. Uh, it, it, it irritates me, man. It irritates me too. P- this is like, it, it's like if, I can't remember if if uh, Adam Curry was the one that said this, but there's this like tendency among people. It, it might not have been him, but somebody I was listening to recently said that there's tendency among people who want to shill the vaccine to you or shill anything that has to do with like the science or whatever the case may be, as if you have not read, heard, or listened to anything. Exactly. As if you know nothing and you're a moron. And I think that's a good way to end it right there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we will. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Good luck Keep out there. <laughs> your head on a swivel. <laughs> you know, think clearly. You know, walk by the spirit, walk in wisdom, walk in peace, and yeah. See you next week.